digress. But the the new it's Robert Pattinson, I think, is that his name? He was yeah. in yeah. he's that's the Twilight guy. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Do yeah. not do it's that true. to Robert Pattinson. And right. Harry Potter. Remember the first role. What was the first role? Yeah, that Robert Pattinson ever played. I hear, I hear somebody in the background. Is that That's Andy? He got, he got pissed. He heard that. He he heard heard that. Cedric Diggory, okay? To you. Off of- Twilight was a damn paycheck for that man. Yo, welcome to Looking for More, your dedicated podcast for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Phoenix, aka Simorg, and I'd like to introduce my party members today. We got the Nathan Napalm. Welcome back, Nathan. Hey, what's up, guys? And we got Super Freak. Super Freak. Hey, he's hey, totally freaky. It. Yeah. Speak. <laughs> Speaking of singing, you know that that pre-show thing we talk about with people all the time. Like, really glad we're not really streaming this because if people heard the shit that was said mm-hmm. before this show, like sometimes it's like, damn, that's the next level cringe. Sometimes it's like, that's definitely not safe for Twitch. Sometimes it's like, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life yes. is plastic is actually pretty fantastic because you know <laughs> you can brush my hair and at times I'll even let you undress me everywhere. But imagination. That's going to cost a little bit, though. It's not great. Segway into Freaks Only Fans. (laughs) Man, gentlemen, what have you all been up to this week? What's new? What's kicking? I've been playing New World. So um, I've been streaming it and playing um, that release. Uh, We'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's what I've been up to. About you, freak. Um, I've been uh, playing the uh, well-established MMO called Final Fantasy fourteen, and it's actually been pretty fucking badass. Honestly, I'm very happy about it. Andy and I buckled down finally and mm-hmm. found an MMO that we enjoyed playing and playing together. So, pretty pretty happy about it. And I streamed it uh, the day before yesterday, and I'm going to stream some more of it tonight. So. Nice. Yeah, I was actually I was there for your first stream back. Like I know, I was so happy to see you. I know, I was 50-50 going, is he really going to be live? I was going to get the bowling ball out and put it right next to me, so I thought I had you here with me. <laughs> it really did it real Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Welcome to everybody here in chat. We got a whole lot of the homies here. It's always a pleasure. We we call this episode a new world view. Because well, you know, I, I feel like I got some perspective. There's been some people in my guild that have actually been playing. I I don't really have a lot of interest in it. I watched Nathan play a little bit. I think yesterday. I think it was yesterday. The the days all streaming. Kinda... Nathan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then YouTube. Mm-hmm. Will you stream on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But uh, uh I guess let's kind of start with. A topic that if Lexer was here, he'd absolutely love. And that's the kind of bash on people that are doing skeezy things. But, you know, this is one of those situations, I think, that it depends on your perspective on this. And and my perspective, someone else may not align with. But have you all heard about that situation with, with Fortnite and Apple recently? Yeah. Like, what's yeah, your... Yeah, so I, like, I haven't read into it personally. I was waiting to see what comments were on it because... I'm really bad at reading. 
<laughs> you no know, pictures. You, you ain't got me. So, Freak, there's this YouTube place that people okay. go to, and they sometimes... I- they actually make okay. videos about stuff like this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? TubeView? <laughs> Wait, that sounded way too what close the, to like clear seat. Pokemans? Pokemans? Mm. <laughs> is that what you do for that? No, 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 it's not. I'm mm. afraid. I'll have to use the Google. Google it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I was actually, the 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 long and short of it is that we, we all know that like Fortnite, like Epic Games has had their launcher for a while. And so the long and short is that there's this, uh, what it comes down to is that, that, that Fortnite, well, not Fortnite, but Epic Games, right? Which is the creator of Fortnite and Fortnite's massive, right? So they've been, they've got their game on like different phones and stuff like that. Uh, not too long ago, um, probably like in the past year, uh, the Epic Games launcher uh, started to. The Epic Games launcher essentially was trying to compete with uh, uh, platforms like Steam, for example, that takes a pretty significant cut from developers that are releasing games. So uh, they've had this whole pitch, and I speak the Fortnite slash Epic Games uh, domain have had this whole pitch about we're, we're not going to take a lot of lot from you. We're not gonna we're not gonna you know take this big cut from your game when you launch it. But, in the catch, it's exclusivity to our launcher for, like, what, a year, I think it is? Usually, yeah. In most cases. And so the expectation is, you use our launcher only, we're not going to take a cut like that, and you got to be here with it, right? So they're trying to really, like, get a pretty good grasp on this market and try to pull people in. But they've been theming, they've been framing it. Uh, essentially around we're looking out for you the developers we're trying to do right by you we're we're basically standing up against this big corporate kind of entity that's you know suppressing the developer at least this is my perspective on it so uh and i could be a little off on the details here but essentially what i gathered from this is that epic games is trying to uh post the this like store on mobile devices and apple isn't okay with it so they're like nope not here and so what happened is is that epic had made this video and it um mirrored this like what 80 something commercial of apple right yeah where you have this person walking in to get kind of taken into custody i guess and it's like a Fortnite uh character walking forward and (laughs) Like, like they're about to be led away to, you know, prison or something, kind of like they're being, you know, oppressed or whatever. And yeah. so they're so essentially for uh, sorry, I keep saying Fortnite because those are a lot of the elements visually that they use and always goes back to Fortnite is the at the heart of Epic Games anyway. But Epic Games is trying to frame it like, look at this company trying to suppress, you know, the the gamers, essentially kind of like that. like i like i mentioned in chat before the show i don't know why the hell apple is trying to make their their computers gaming piece oh true like i don't that's i don't get it and i related it to like buying a console yeah at least my experience with apple i haven't been an apple user in years but at least with my experience in apple every single time i had to get something new i had to completely upgrade the system which is the same thing with buying a fucking console like you have to as a new console comes out, you have to 
upgrade your console and whatnot. And that's just how I look at Apple because I'm, I, I don't, I don't like it for gaming. Yeah, um, it's never been for gaming. It's always kind of been Mac has always kind of been the joke of gaming, right? Like, yeah, um, you know, like, like, like on a Mac nerd, <laughs> right? Like why? Like, <laughs> like, well, why are you trying to play games on a Mac, right? But I do have to say I have an interesting perspective on this. Because sure. I'm actually an Apple fan, right? Cool. Because I do digital art. Uh, Macs are better for that kind of thing, right? Um, so I would argue that I agree with Freak. However, I would argue that the updates for the Apple products, you can have a really outdated Mac or iPhone or whatever. Like you can use an iPhone 5 and everything on it that an iPhone 11 can do, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not as fast, right? Because it's over technology. But they yeah. never like it's not like Windows are like, we're done with XP. It's done, right? Like it's not supported. So right. that's the upside of Apple. The downside is exactly what you said. It ends up being more costly in the long run because you gotta buy everything new when you decide to upgrade. It's not like you can as far as I'm aware anyway, you can't just uh slowly upgrade like you can a PC, or at least not as easily. Um, but with the epic thing, what I think's the most interesting about all this is from my point of view. And I could be a little off here, but most gamers, were, the gamers, not the not the developers, were pissed off that Epic was stealing games that they felt like should be on Steam because that's the platform they've used for years and years and years. To, and that's where their collection, that's where their library is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody talk about achievements on Steam or not, but that's where they have friend lists. That's where they have all their stuff at. And it's just kind of annoying to have more than one. Uh, you know, to be like, okay, these are my Epic games, these are my Steam games. Whoops, Epic launches when my computer launches. I don't need Epic today, uh, my Epic launcher. You know, GOG and all this. It just gets to where it's kind of a, right? You want it all consolidated. But at the same time, you need competition because I do believe Steam was starting to get a little out of line and it would have gotten worse over time as they, you know, they, have a, they had a monopoly. Yeah. So it is good for competition to kind of break that up. So uh, I can kind of see it from both perspectives. I don't like having multiple launchers. I wish it could have one. Um, Agreed. But I, but I, I also have to say that I can't believe that Epic is surprised because Apple has always had all their products on their store, right? Like it's it's the it's the Apple apps. Like that's where you go to get all your things, right? Like yeah. so they. It's not a shocker. I think they had to have a meeting and was like, you know, Apple's going to fight back. They're not going to. They're not going to allow this. They've never allowed it in the history of uh, being a platform. So they knew this was going to be a battle, and they knew Apple was going to fight back. And I guarantee you they already had their strategy already laid out before they even presented it. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, dude, you knew this was going to be a battle. You're now you're trying to play the victim, but like you knew this was going to happen. You knew their policies and how they go to business. You know, mm-hmm. um, it'd be kind of like Microsoft being like, "What? We can't put our Microsoft, uh, uh, what's it called, Game Pass on the PS4? What? How dare you? Like, come on, you knew that they weren't going to let you do that, right? Yeah, that's how I feel about it anyway. Yeah, I've got two takes on this too. I'm not, I'm not just picking a side on this one. I'm not Apple or or Epic Games on this either, but like. The Cicada Force in chat is saying Steam takes a 30% cut from games. That's significant, especially when you, and I'm just, I'm thinking about the little guys here. Okay. We've talked about some of these games, like in the past, like, uh, there were some of these just like real, like one or two people making the game, like sometimes just one person, their passion project. And it's like, let me put this on steam. Granted, I've had some points on this. Look, they're, they're not marketing it. A lot of stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
But if you put it on Steam, there's a you know opportunity for exposure you wouldn't get otherwise. But 30%, I think about somebody who's put five years into that game and it's like one or two people and 30%, that's a lot of your work. Is it worth yeah. it? And yeah, anyway, there's that. And also, uh, I'm looking at chat too. We got, we got a lore seeker in here from the lore seekers podcast for over there at the elder scrolls online. They did their last elder scrolls podcast, uh, this week. And it was a good farewell to the, to that particular show, but much love to the lore seekers. They, they do really great work oh, yeah. in the podcast great, community. Great, great podcast. I hope to, yeah. I'm really excited to see what they do in same. the future. Cause same. Yeah. I love watching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, I was like thinking about this and I did a video like a year plus ago, probably on Fortnite. And let's <laughs> look, man, how many times do they in their cash shop put down? So they frame it. They're framing it. The framing of it. The Epic Games framing of it is is a little ridiculous to me because and here's why. How many times are they putting dances in their shop? outfits and things like that that they charge and make a bunch of money off of in Fortnite, and they don't even say thanks or know where that came from the dab for example the deep dab like those are examples like dances they took the one one that was actually in the news for a while there was uh, the fresh prince one the carl was a carlton his dance yeah. yeah i mean they literally took it and didn't even like name it anything didn't even like give it a you know didn't even reference it or anything and definitely didn't give them any money either. Nothing, no recognition. They, and it's not just those people that are actually, you know, because it was in the media and the fresh prints or whatever, but it was, you know, you're talking about people that made something viral because they had a YouTube video and you, and you know, this is like in all respect, the person that, you know, it originated from, and you're not even saying anything about it. You're making a lot of money off of it. Right. So well, Fortnite is always like surrounding themselves in the whole um, viral community. True. You know, shit going viral. They want to hash mm-hmm. on it before the the people that actually know what to do once they go viral, mm-hmm. you know, can do to prevent it from happening and actually cash in on it. They've always had like a one step ahead mm-hmm. on snagging that stuff before they can get any like legal action taken against them, which I think is kind of screwed up. You should for as, as big as a game as something. that as Fortnite is, you know, give them something. Something. Yeah, and and let's also not forget that Epic, right? Um Epic Games is uh they make engines, right? That's how they made money for many years. Yo. Um, you know, when they didn't have any big titles like Fortnite or Gears of War, mm-hmm. uh, they made most of their income off of engines for video games. Uh what's next if here's what I'm thinking, right? Like if Epic just gets their way with everything, right? Are they eventually just going to be like, sorry, bro, you made your game with our engine. You have to put it on the Epic game launcher. You know, like, are they going to get to that point? Because it sounds like that's the path they're on to start getting more and more. And then, be like, you know, and then when they got a monopoly, they're going to be just as bad, if not worse than Steam. That's my opinion. They're, they're mm-hmm. cutting some losses now to try to gather up, a, uh, to try to, dominate the market and then they're going to be just as bad because we can see their policies with things like Fortnite and how they monetize it. So, yeah, I just don't want anybody to think Fortnite's the victim and you know, they're not, they're certainly not. Oh no. And neither is Apple. Apple's not the victim either. Two Uh, sides. 
Yeah, it's just two sides with two different stories and two different ways of wanting to go about business. Yeah, I think my main thing is like, you really, that's the way you guys are going to frame it. Like, that's sleazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny, though. It is funny. <laughs> it is it, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to make a video and like, I mean, that part I was laughing about pretty good. But yeah. when you're talking about uh, trying to like lock it down, I mean, I was watching some New World streams. Now, that was a. Uh, how would you how would you best describe your experience so far, Nathan? We'll just let you start this one off because I mean, you've been playing it. Yeah, so here's what I would say about New World. Um, I was surprised, first of all, that the game looks really nice. Like watching someone stream it does it no justice, right? Um, it looks beautiful. It runs really well. I'm very impressed with the with the uh with the frames per second, with uh, everything, um, you know, not, not a lot of uh, lag or anything like that, unless it's, sometimes it's kind of understandably like 10,000 people, or not that many, but there'll be a crap load of people like in one area, you'll start feeling a little lag, but it's totally understandable. Um, so that's, as soon as you log in the game, that's what you're going to notice, right, is wow, it's running really well. It feels better than most launches of MMOs. Um, and I'm just going to consider this a freaking soft launch, right? Uh, because it, let's be honest, it is. You have to pay. You pay for the game, and you get to play it. So I'm gonna consider a soft launch. Um, the problems that you doesn't take long to figure out is number one, you'll start to notice the quests are super identical. Like go kill this many things and 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 check this many crates, and it's always the crates. Go to this area <laughs> and check crates, uh, which I thought was weird. I saw a lot of those too. Yeah, yeah, it's just that pattern over and over. Now, eventually, you unlock your faction. Then you can kind of pick between a, a a variety of quests. They could be PvP, patrolling an area, whatever. Now, your instinct by then will be, let me do something freaking different than what I've been doing the past six hours or five hours or however long. So you'll probably be inclined to pick a PvP mission. What you're going to find out is, is they made a very large mistake that I saw other YouTubers talking about in the beta, which is that when you start the game, it starts in a random one of the zones, which has a territory which somebody owns, but it doesn't matter who owns it and what faction they are, you're going to start gaining faction points for that zone. So you're going to start like getting perks and stuff for doing things in that zone, leveling up just to pick your faction. So in this city, which in my opinion, whatever faction the person that owns a town should be the only faction available in that city. Because what happens is, is Everybody picks random factions in this city, then they go out in the world, and all the factions start in the same place. So there's like level 24s, and you're level 10 or 12 or whatever, and you're just getting ganked. I mean, just Damn. brutally getting your butt kicked in PvP, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, people can claim, oh, it's skill-based. No, it's not. You can dodge like three times if you're out of endurance, and it's over. <laughs> um, so the PvP's rough. They need to fix that. Uh, so I would have rather... Got to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to join this faction. Or I'm not sure I want to join this faction. Make me travel to a, any zone nearby where somebody owns that faction and make me travel there. And then I can try out that faction or join it. And then at least the majority of people in that zone will be the faction of whoever owns the city. And then it will be less as bad because if you'll know, you'll see the color of the zone. You'll know I'm entering an enemy faction territory I'm probably going to get ganked and die as opposed to I'm going to get ganked and die no matter where I am, right? That That's 
So, and, and, and it is very PvP focused right now. Obviously, they're adding all the PvE in, I'm assuming, is why it was delayed. Because there are no dungeons. The dungeons in this game are probably about the size of your front yard. So there is no dungeons. Um, <laughs> tiny little areas that mainly for questing, not for anything else. But they look really cool. The art style, there's these gargantuan statues, there's this ancient race you're trying to learn about, and they have four arms, and uh, really cool ancient-looking architecture and all that, but they're just tiny, and it's like, you first walk in, you're like, this is freaking epic, and then you go in, you're like, oh, it's just a room with some stairs to another room with some stairs to another room. That's it. And they're scattered everywhere, and they're all got the identical layout. And last thing I'm going to say is they need to add more things to kill. Okay, as far that's as, one of my questions for you. Yeah, the wildlife is on point. We're talking about, you'll see turkeys, wild cougars, not the kind you find in the Walmart parking lot, but like mountain lions. Uh, you're going to find <laughs> uh, a deer, and you can hunt these things for food and eat it and, and all that, right? And you even get quests like go out and get provisions for the city, go out and get some meat, or go chop down some trees or whatever. Um, so the wildlife is good. But the why is him dying? Because I because I made a cougar joke. Um, but uh, I'm sorry. the the actual creatures though, like fantasy, like you know ogres and all this. There's really just some skeletons and some zombies, and that's it. Um, and I traveled quite a bit into three zones last night looking for anything new. Found lots of new creatures, as in that live in our world, like turkeys and birds and stuff. But the only like fantasy creatures I found was zombies and skeletons. What 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 level did you get to? I I think I'm level sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So like my big thing about the whole thing after watching, so obviously I got a refund for my my which I was invited to preview, but my big thing is what I saw from watching streams is what you said that there isn't enough shit to kill. So I would watch I would be watching a lot of these streamers in highly populated areas trying to tag mobs left and right with like 20 people trying to kill the same thing and then they'd be sit there for like five minutes yeah. and wait for those mobs to spawn again and then um the amount of time it takes to interact with a target so whether it was looting a crate looting a mob gathering it takes a lot of time to do the animation of it is really cool and i'm glad that they like for instance like if you're going to get meat from a uh, a lion you killed or what is it called like a camera like a leopard i think is what i is what i saw yeah, yeah um like the animation of it is 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 awesome but just the amount of time it takes for you to do that is a little bit intense yeah and i You're think that was, whole... I, I think that went along with the pvp they wanted you to like be scared like oh my gosh right. well, what's interesting is they knew that they designed it that way because i noticed when i was playing i was skinning something and something attacked me, so I stood up, I killed it, I went back to skinning. It remembered where I was in the bar, and it just finished it. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, okay. I haven't seen anything like, like like that yet. A lot of the people that I've been watching, they've just been, like, fulfilling the task and then killing and then starting again on that one. I haven't seen anybody like, go back to what they were doing, but that's pretty cool. And, uh, they, like and they are trying uh, to make the world feel more alive. I noticed a lot of weird details. Like, for example, we were just watching the animation on a, um, uh, on a buffalo. And uh -huh. he, like, was, you know, his animation was really good as he was, like, walking around. But then as we noticed him roll over on his back and, like, scratch his back on the ground. Like, <laughs> it's good attention to detail. So 
there's some love there. They they um, yeah. They made a good decision by delaying it. Hopefully to add PVE. I mean, I I like the whole um, even combat. How the uh, NPCs react to combat and like dodge behind you. You have to be very reactive in your combat situations, and that's pretty badass because it really does give you that immersion that you're looking for in an MMO when it comes to the fighting style. I'm yeah. I was I was watching a lot of um people trying to learn the whole magic aspect behind it and mm. you know like obtaining a fire staff and a life staff and that just seems kind of slow to where it's not going to be as popular but from other ways it looks like it could um pick back up I guess I guess once you once you get levels it's going to be slow but it's more beneficial to level with like you know a sword or an axe or a hammer rather than immediately off with a uh, a fire staff I think is the only magic one that I saw I wasn't sure if there was any more than that no but, I think right now and there is more coming but uh, the yeah. fire and the life I think are the only magics you can do right now um, but I do want to mention I don't know if you've seen this but the bow and arrow gameplay is on point it's well, I, cool all in all for a game preview I'm impressed yeah me too it's better than I'm I thought I'm really impressed they did a oh. really good job and it was really smart and it's a good way to give feedback for those small quality of life things the majority is looking for and implementing them early so you can get them right rather than you know releasing a game that's super fucking slow and then six months a year down the line you start implementing these quality of life changes like what some mmos do um so it's gonna be i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for it i might i'm even thinking about possibly getting my pre-order back on in case they do another preview or something, because it, it looks good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, it definitely. Not, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Nathan. I was just gonna say it's not my style um, mm-hmm. so far because it's uh, I need lots of dungeons and like all that kind right. of thing. Yeah, but I, I'm going. I'm not giving up on it yet. I'm gonna keep playing it because I'm gonna get to the wars and all that because that looks really interesting. I'm gonna see what the mm-hmm. PVP's like uh, because. I could see with the kind of combat it has that PvP could probably be pretty freaking awesome. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I played it way back, and they, they made it to where the NDAs, like you know, not there for like, for that now. So that I can... was a good fucking call. Yeah, getting yeah. That NDA out of the way and letting these content creators really showcase because mm-hmm. getting all those perspectives for especially like. Being, being a content creator and then being able yeah. to play it and then getting all those perspectives from different, um, you know, viewer, viewer, viewer groups is huge. huge. I agree. So I kind of wonder about New World, man. Like we know that Amazon, this is Amazon Studios, who also got the Lord of the Rings franchise for not only an, a game that they're talking about an MMORPG they're doing. We talked about being set pro- like before the time period of Lord of the Rings and, and all of that, but, and, you know, and the Hobbit. But if you go back, we're going to be talking about something much earlier than that. I mean, potentially taking out the big bad himself. And then, and then also like a series, like a show. So I'm, I've, I've wondered about this for a while, but I was watching some other streamers and everything. And I, I played, I played it in alpha way back, like way back. It doesn't look a, t- a whole lot different to me. The experience seems pretty much the same, but I'm with Nathan. Like the, the main thing for me is it, well, it doesn't have enough of a fantasy feel to draw me in. 
Not necessarily yeah. that I don't think that it's going to be a solid game, but I don't know. I kind of wonder if New World is just a big test game for, I think it is. <clears throat> for systems. My... Sorry. For I systems. Yeah, for systems. I'm wondering if they're creating systems and then they're going to be like, hey, check out our systems. Look at this. You could use these in your game. I mean, I, I get that thought, but with this being the first preview without like an NDA tied to it mm-hmm. and the previous beta tests being this is what we're trying to do and this is the first time that players would actually go in and experience some content that they're not, they need to learn more about more. how people are going to react to the fighting style before they can actually release dungeons. So I think there's going to be another preview coming sure. up where they actually implement some PVE content because you can't, without, you you can have your developers and people that have been working on the game for all this time go in and do dungeons and be completely fine because they know the ins and outs of the game. But for your average player, mm-hmm. like I, I think there's going to be another preview coming up because they're now understanding how players are going to react to (sighs) the different situations they're put in to be able to make quality PVE content. And based off what they've been doing with the whole, you know, wait one more month, wait one more year and stuff like that, they're trying to build that quality that a lot of games don't have right now. So I think it's still going to be a force to be reckoned with at the the end of the day. I think so. And that they are taking it serious, seriously, but... I think I, I think that they're yeah. that they're they are taking it seriously. I think that you know this preview event, just the quality of the actual game is pretty good. It is. Um, so I think that they are taking it seriously, more seriously than I thought they would. And uh, I thought this is where you were going earlier, Simmer. I do think that they are going to use what they have learned from this game, Yo. all the data and everything, and that's what they're going to use before <laughs> they even come near yep. getting in the alpha for Lord of the Rings. I know, believe I believe that's it. A big, it's a big franchise. So <clears throat> I, I think they're taking that super seriously. Like we can't screw up the Lord of the Rings MMO, right? This has yeah. to be awesome. And as I'm playing New World, actually the entire time, I'm looking at the environments and I'm imagining... Would these trees fit in uh, in in, in a, a Lord of the Rings universe? Would they? True. Would they, you know, would they? Could they reuse assets and uh, for Middle Earth? And I'm gonna have to say at this point, they absolutely could do. Yeah. They could use assets. It's even. clean. A game and is it clean. Would, it would look good. It looks clean. The UI is nice and clean. I mean. Everything feels fluid. I mean, and I'm going back to there, but I'm still hearing the same thing. Like, it felt fluid to me. It didn't captivate me in the fantasy sense. But for a game in Alpha, and I've played a lot of Alphas, it was super solid. Yeah. I know there isn't a lot of lore behind the whole New World thing, but mm -hmm. was the game designed to be a fantasy world or a, like, a... I'm not sure what their aim is. I'll be real honest. I'm not... I don't know exactly what their goal is. I feel like they've shifted on it a bit over time too. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think they, I think they originally set out to just do like a colonial. colonial. And then as things, you know, started, um, as they started doing it, I think that's why there's so much wildlife because I think originally like the, I think originally, if you look at the old screenshots they used to show before we got to see very much, it was like big bears attacking people and stuff. 
I think they were going to keep it super realistic at first. And remember, there was no magic in beta. They decided mm, to add that true. later. Yeah. Because I think they were originally going to make this like really realistic. Because when you play the combat with the weapons, swords, shields, bows, it feels very, it's like ESO, honestly, it feels but ESO, way yeah. more realistic, like way more based in reality. Um, even the magic has this weird feeling like, um, I don't know, like it's not so fantasy. You know what I mean? Um, I do got to mention one thing about magic real quick. Mm-hmm. It, uh, pay attention next time you see somebody using magic and listen for the sound effect. It is the stupidest sound effect I've ever heard. When they when they fire off the little fireball at the staff, it literally, literally says, pew. I'm serious. It, no. It literally says, Pew. No way. Yeah. I'm dead yeah. serious. Bullshit. I laugh forever about it. I laugh forever <laughs> on my st- first stream when I realized that. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's like they it's like they just called up a random gamer like, hey, what's it sound like when a fireball comes out of stabbing? Like it, it, it sounds like pew. Like, pew, oh, pew perfect. Baby. Perfect. <laughs> Can we get Roger over here? He makes a really good pew sound. <laughs> I want all about New World. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to play it. But with the way that it's going right now, I don't see it being a commitment game. Not something that like your WoW player is going to commit to nonstop because it still looks like they're going to add that PvE content eventually, but they're still doing a big focus. I'm cutting out a little bit, but they're still doing like a big PvP focus to it. And having a PvP focused game it at least for the other MMOs that I've played, there isn't as much of a commitment to a PvP focus as there is to a PvE focus. Because, yeah, yeah, that's just my experience at least. Oh, true. There's the voice chat too. Yeah, Weird in chat brought that up as well. Said, I don't see it surviving the community. So toxic feels like you're in chat with 2000 or 2000s uh, Xbox Live kids. Um That's funny. But yeah, the, their engine, they're calling it what? Lumberyard. That's, that's what I've heard it called. It. So it's an edited cry engine is what I'm hearing. Is that right? I heard that in chat from, uh, or I heard, <laughs> read that in chat from weird. But uh, yeah, it's called uh, Lumberyard. But I could see them going, hey, use our engine. Look at how great it performs. I could see that happening down the road because it's Amazon. But fundamentally, I've always thought this is a great testing ground for the Lord of the Rings universe game because... Man, I mean, there's a lot they're going to learn about this game, regardless of how it goes. They're going to learn so much useful information on so many different levels that I think wholeheartedly think that they're going to probably be able to deliver a really great game later for that universe that we want to see. Yeah, and I think that they got to be careful, though, and I think that might have been part of the delay because they're like, look, we can't just release like a subpar MMO because people are going to remember this crap point. when we're trying to get Lord of the Rings out. Good point. One one thing in chat, Sim, King uh, King UC said, the main question should be, does this game make you want to know life, the game, as a new world? Good point. No. Yeah, not as of what I've seen for me, it's a no. Not not yeah. yet, at least. Nothing. I haven't seen anything that would make me sit there for hours on end, not shower, not eat. <laughs> uh, and what's interesting is it doesn't sound like the game design is for that either because like even the wars which is so far the biggest content you can do you have to say our guild we're declaring war on you on this territory then they have you know 15 20 days or so to prepare and so do you 
And then at that specific time, 50 of your guild members and 50 of theirs go to war. So mm-hmm. that's not like no lifing. That's like very planned, like, you know, um, that's more like this is my side game right. kind of behavior. Yeah, that's how I'm taking it. Yeah. I want to take a moment to say thank you to Cramian and to Jakuda in chat for those resubs. I really appreciate y'all. Um, talking about games that uh, do want to make us no life it. Oh, man, man, man. You know, something I've been thinking about all week is how many games that there are that still are good to play. We talked about this last week, right, with Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2. I am so on board with what Nathan said about some people have already decided what their home is and those games aren't out yet. That's 100% me with Ashes of Creation. I, I realized it more and more over this week, and it's so true, man. It really is. Like um, I was, uh, I watched the lazy P on he uh, or not watch, but he he tweeted on Twitter, and uh, he's a cool, really great dude. He's done a lot for that game in particular. He does a lot for MMOs in particular. Um, so you know, he's a, he's a great guy. You should definitely check him out. Just a little shout out for him and and everything. But he uh, really helped to make Ashes go viral not too long ago. But he was doing a lot for the game already before then, and he posted on Twitter, and I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, this is so true. And I could be paraphrasing, but essentially the message was. I feel like every other game I'm playing right now is just keeping me busy until Ashes of Creation comes out. And I was like, that's yeah, big, yeah. That, that, that's a big thing to say. It's a big thing to say. And I was like, dude. Yeah. And I responded, and this is where I'm at. And it ties into what Nathan was saying about the whole home thing. And it was, yeah, I, I, I feel like I totally agree with you, except my game is all the stuff I've been doing for ashes before it's even out building a community, building a website, all that junk doing the podcasting thing. I feel like all of this is my game that keeps me busy. But the beauty of this stuff is it's stuff I'll still be doing that. I can just further incorporate that into later. So, but that's my game. Like, cause I don't really have a whole lot of interest in any, any other game right now. I've tried man, but speaking of games that are coming out that I even tried freak, I tried. But before I say that, I have to say that J-Rod Andy in chat said that you actually go through your wardrobe and prepare and get all dressed up for the show. Good looking out, homie. I think about what lighting I'm going to have behind me and how the shirt's going to look in contrast to it. And then I have to do my hair, wash my face. Wash my face. Make sure, yeah, you don't look like the guy who's a basement dweller who hasn't washed in like a week or something. I I even have shoes on. (laughs) Dude, I mean, look, I've only got socks on, not a lie. But they're they're <laughs> but they're A plus A grade socks, for sure. I have to leave a post it note on my desk that says you're not wearing pants, so I don't accidentally stand up. <laughs> 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 oh my god, dude! So uh, Wait, but, it's over to the LFM show OnlyFans page. Not again! No. <laughs> you know, at this rate, there's going to be a point in time where I'll make one and it'll just be to laugh at people who decide they want to actually see the content. So don't ever. Don't ever. <laughs> yeah, don't ever. But Freak, you, you got me real close to thinking. You and Nathan both did this, man. You got me real close to thinking about Shadowlands for a little bit there. I was close. I was real close and I'm like, but but that home thing kicked in. And I was like, I could be doing this, but... Freak did share an article. Looks like there's a date in sight. October 26th. Shit. October 26th to the 27th is rolling out, and I am excited. Because 
so like you got me excited for ashes of creation that's why i've been following it as much as i have now um and the good thing is about wow is that it's going to i'll be able to play everything i want to play and i've been looking for a reason to not play wow right so eso originally was my reason for not playing wow and then they did what they did and completely ruined that game for me and i've just been waiting now i've been trying to find that filler game for uh shadowlands to come out and then now once shadowlands is doing my filler game until ashes of creation comes out so i'm pretty excited about it i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked more and more but, people man getting in i mean with the implementations in Shadowlands and the rollbacks and the way that they are curving everything to work with the rollbacks, I'm really excited. I, it's going to be a great change in the game, and um, I'm hoping that they've been they've been receiving a lot of feedback from the content creators, and they've been implementing a lot of the stuff that they've been receiving receiving feedback for, which is huge for Blizzard because that's usually not thing it takes a while it takes a lot of feedback to usually get them to change something but um yeah it does usually it's been going it's been going pretty well so far so we'll see we'll see come october when uh i take leave again and have like a one month no sleep stream of me <laughs> fucking playing shadowlands i gotta we'll say uh <laughs> that ray tracing technology is really really looks good man the what the ray tracing that they've been testing for Shadow. Oh, yeah. That yep. looks good, man. That really makes the world look pretty freaking mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, and then the whole updated character customization, which is huge for that game because yeah. it's been so cut and dry for so long. And now we're actually able to boob slider. Right. You know, <laughs> talking about the real customization. Man. But you've been also been playing uh, Final Fantasy fourteen have we haven't really talked about that we, we talked about last time and we both were like it's worth trying it's worth trying so you did you've been playing it a good bit mm -hmm. uh, uh what do you think i like it it is a very big learning curve for sure and i kind of went in it blind the only guide i really looked up was like for myself and andy to figure out how the best ways for us to be able to play together um but still played two different roles. Uh, and ultimately, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty, pretty solid. I like, there's just quality of life things that I just don't like um, that are super small, which is the amount of cutscenes. Like, that really takes its toll on me. I've probably not watched a cutscene since level 15, and I'm level 47, I think, right now. Um, but... I, I'm I like I wanna know know the story, but right now I wanna play through, get to understand combat and everything mm -hmm. else, and then like make another character down the line and then go roll through the through the story that way. But I like the whole single character, single focus. This is your job. You're we're gonna start you off on the same character at level one if you want a new job. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I like I that too. a lot. I like mm -hmm. the single character focus because I'm a big alt tune thing, but the reason why i'm a big alt tune character is because i can't form all those other yeah. duties on the same character no. um and then 
the uh, the community so far has been overly helpful. Like it's a outstanding community. It was a bigger. Um, it was like better than when I first started playing ESO. Because mm-hmm. you know I left WoW toxic community went went into ESO. ESO was eh. It was okay. But Final Fantasy so far has had an outstandingly helpful community. Um. But yeah, I mean it's still awesome. I mean, I see why people enjoy it so much. I've really liked it, and I've even took up um, two other jobs so far just to get a feel for leveling that and how, you know, once I play through as I'm playing as a bard right now, once I make, once I max that out, how I'm going to go about leveling my other jobs, find a, you know, a good way to do it um, without trying to get, I like guides, but I prefer finding shit out for my own and going that, that route. Yeah, I know it's been it's been awesome. What class are you playing? Bard. Bard. Bard's a cool yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah, about have it's really cool. I mean, it's very it's very interesting. The only thing I haven't been able to figure out yet is that so right now at level 47, I have two different songs that I can play, Army's Payon and then the Mages one. Mm-hmm. Do they stack? That's the only thing I'm trying to figure out is because Boy. my song meter resets whenever I play a new song and I just wasn't sure if I get the same benefit. My, 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 my other complaint is the UI. I love the whole like integrated UI customization. Yeah. But I haven't yet to figure out how to make like the important buffs that I care about bigger and oh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now how to do it. So that a lot of people have this problem. So yeah, you, you know how to get to the UI where you go into the editor yeah. weird thing. So go find the one you want, you can just click it, right? And then you'll see a little in the center piece where you can change it and all that stuff. Uh-huh. It'll it once you click it, it'll say the name of that bar, and there'll be a little gear icon to the right of it. Click oh. that, and then it'll have like you can hundred percent, two hundred, five hundred. I mean, you make the thing take up the whole screen, or you can make it so small you can barely read it. Yeah, okay, because that's my that that's like my my main complaint. Is that okay, so I can't get any add-ons, but I like I need to be able to see my buffs. Like I need to make sure my dots are you know. Cause I know that one of my songs is you know is empowered by the amount of damage over time effects I have on my target, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't see them. <laughs> so unless things have changed since when I played this game a lot, because I played this game for several years from beta all the way up to uh, Stormblood, um, and this was my main MMO for a long time, it mm. used to be that your songs were, once you started a new song, the other one went away. So you had to kind of... Okay. You had to kind of... Yeah, so I figured, I think it's the same thing. Because I'm pretty sure I'm going off that song meter, and that song meter resets whenever I play a new song, so... I think you're right, yeah. I mean... I love it. It's awesome. Uh, Andy and I have been able to do a lot of content together, which is great. Um, and uh, I'm excited to hit max level and do some more of the PVE stuff it has to offer. Dungeons so far have been awesome. Yeah, he's, uh, dungeons. yeah, he's healing in it, and it's a whole different twist for him on healing in MMOs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I lo- I like that game. I think it's really solid. Um, I think it's uh, over time, it's just gotten cooler and cooler. And once you get to a certain point, man, there's so much horizontal things you can do in that game. They, they, uh, Yoshi P, who's the main developer of that game, he is a fan of old school MMOs. Mm-hmm. So he did a little throwback, and there's this whole, this whole land you can go to. It's like an alternate dimension, and yeah. it's open world, and it's like old school leveling up. Like you, you, you go there, and it has its own level system. And you just group up and go kill stuff together and just run around together. It's really cool. It didn't do good because 
that's not what the game is. The game's more the golden saucer thing you're talking about. That's cool too. That's oh, another yeah. okay. thing. And it's a whole. It's got a lottery system every week. Yeah. It's got like yeah. little scratch off games. It's got little mini arcade games. And chocobo right. racing is like Mario Kart, where you can like three <laughs> drone chocobo and then race them against other people. Yeah. It, it, they, there's a lot of like horizontal, just random stuff that you can do uh, just when you're bored or you don't want to do the same old thing. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 doesn't get the credit it deserves. Because one thing I do have to say, enough. though, it's not as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that was big for me because there's a lot of MMOs out right now that just slap True. everything in your fucking face. Right. And you just yeah. don't know what way to go and like what to do. Right. I like how... Like I know that I'm only gonna be doing the quest in the top left of my of my screen, my main scenario. I know, and they and they keep it there, so I mm-hmm. know exactly what I have to do every single time. And then odd, then when I hit the level, my class quest pops. That's awesome. That's perfectly straightforward and yep. and and easy, and nothing else is thrown in my face while I go about it. I agree. Uh, it's, it, it's a very user friendly MMO for the amount of shit that is in it. And, and I, like I that a lot. I am super amazed. Because lots of people have tried, and this is the only game to get it right, where they found a way for people to play the controller and be just as good as somebody with all the macros and everything that a pe- that a, a mouse and keyboard can provide. There That's are crazy. there are high tier raving guilds that I know personally that play with the controller, and it's that's insane because they can yeah. activate thirty two abilities with the controller so quick that you literally. <laughs> couldn't reach your finger over and hit your macro as quick as they can get to it with the control. Yeah. That's, That's one thing amazing. I don't MMOs across the board playing an MMO with a controller has always just been like a, yeah. Anomaly yeah. to me, how people yeah. do it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It's weird. I, I can't get into it, man. It doesn't feel, I don't, it doesn't feel right to me, but that could also be because I started out on a keyboard mouse for an MMO too. So I don't, yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. You, you do you your mmos your immersion is wasd yeah you take that away from me i'm gone yeah i don't even feel like it's an MMO if i play it with the controller like mm-hmm. i played the ESO controller and i just didn't even feel like i was playing the mmo it, it took it took something away from my soul yeah the one time i tried was eso because like i was having trouble weaving light attacks with a mouse so i was like fuck it everybody else playing with playing with the controller i'm gonna try it too and i couldn't i just couldn't do I it felt like yeah, don't feel right. I'm left-handed. It felt like writing a paragraph with my right hand being <laughs> left-handed. Like I couldn't dude. Couldn't do it. Yeah, like Cheryl and Chad saying for me, keyboard feels really weird. See, it's totally right what, what you're used to. Yeah. Totally what you're what you're used to. But you know what I was gonna say about the uh the system, like that's something I really liked about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen as well, uh was the uh just like being able to do it all in one character. I I really am a proponent of that. Um, you know, ashes of creation, their system is going to be different. You know, it's going to be, you have eight archetypes or classes to start with. And then essentially what you do, there's up to 64 combinations, but what we're really talking about is eight classes. And you can combine that with up to another eight of the same classes that you start out with. And you get see different kind of like modifiers or augmentations as they call it. But, you know, uh, you know, you, I know you freak, you've talked about, uh, you know, your preferences kind of in terms of like having alts and all that. I mean, I guess this is kind of a question for Nathan and freak, but how do you feel about that kind of a system, uh, that they, that they're trying to implement in that one in terms of classes, the class loadouts. 
Kind of go over that again for me for Ashes of Creation. So it, mm. it still sounds like you're going to have to have a different mm-hmm. character would. for each archetype. Yeah, for if you want to like have all the combinations, you would have to have up to eight characters because each character only can cross with the eight of itself. And what you start out with really kind of determines thematically what that is going to orient to. So if you start as like a tank, then you can add a mage right. to augment that as a secondary class or a, another tank to become maybe more whatever. But yeah, you know. for me personally, oh, go ahead, Nathan. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to explain so more it, it, It's about the game. That's the big thing for me is that like, so we'll bring Final Fantasy in as an example. With the amount of things going on in that game, it makes sense to have everything doable on one character. Mm-hmm. And World of Warcraft, with the amount of things in that game, it kind of makes sense to have your alt tune just because of the way that the classes are built. In um, ESO, you can kind of like live in the middle based on what you create, but it still makes sense because of, you know, you're, you have the option of like, so Andy just said it across from me right now. He said because he, he had six wardens, but each warden had a different, um, did something different. Right. But he still had the ability to make one warden do everything. True. Right. I, it just depends on the game and what yeah, they're going for. Like with Ashes of Creation, it sounds like having those multiple characters is going to make sense. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what really catches me on it is how they tie in account-wide in- integration for all those characters. So, for instance, in Ashes of Creation, you were mentioning settlements and you know, you contribute to a settlement and whatnot. Is that contribution character specific or account specific? Yeah. Character. At least that's yeah. the, that's the, I don't know if that'll ever change. Cause we're not at the point now where we get to the game being closer to beta and, and knowing what the, mm-hmm. the systems are going to actually look like at launch. But the, the main goal at this point is like, you know, it's, it's very much character based in terms of your yeah. achievement and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the settlement the node system and everything. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be interesting to see where they go. One thing that Ashes is actually doing that's similar to, uh, similar not the same to Final Fantasy fourteen is in Final Fantasy fourteen. Something I always liked is there's that that chat element. I know I think it was weird in in chat that actually mentioned this, but there's a mentor system. You know? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which is actually cool because there's like a whole bunch of people that will actually give you feedback and there's like the the mentors and they've got like a little icon and then, you know, mm-hmm. you're nude, you got this little sprout kind of over your head thing yeah. going on. Uh, but Ashes is actually planning on doing that too and it's something I thought was really cool. Uh, and again, it kind of comes back to drawing in that very, what seems to be very community focused. Uh, you know, there's not instancing in terms of rating in dungeons. You don't just queue in. Uh, you've got to actually gather people, find them, pull them together, communicate. Right. Um, and so the mentor system is actually there to help new players. It incentivizes those people who have been maybe around to come back to those areas. Uh, I'm not going to say zones. I'll just say areas uh, mm-hmm. uh, where people start out so that they can kind of contribute or help new players. So I'm a huge proponent of mentor systems. So it's that's one thing I really oh, loved great. about. Yeah, I love that about um. I kind of wonder what that would look like in a game like ESO. I think that actually would be cool to have in every MMO. I mean, but... it, would be good for that, yeah. it, uh-huh. it would be super beneficial because in ESO, there's just so many routes that you can take True, with builds, yeah. and a lot of people just don't 
realize it because like for instance i have one of my viewers who leans on me a lot when it comes to building his characters properly in eso because he has like he wants to have like an eye staff on his front bar but a bow on his back bar and i have to explain to him like step by step why that's not a thing why it's not going to work it might mm. appear that it's working but you're going to be struggling later on by doing that and um Another thing that comes to mind too, talking about the whole mentor system is what I was doing in uh, Destiny 2 was they when Destiny 2, they weren't called mentors, they were called Sherpas. They weren't right. recognized in game, but they were recognized on the giant Destiny 2 Discord server where we would have our own tags and we would go in and pull in like seven other people who've never experienced that content before and sit down with them for hours on end. Like I think my longest Sherpa was six hours of with the same wow. people explaining every single mechanic, wiping, switching the roles around, going at it, mm -hmm. going at it, at it again, explaining why, what weapons work here and, you know, when to swap them. And that's fun. It's awesome. And it helps build a friendly community, a helpful community, mm -hmm. because, you know, everything that you do as a mentor rolls off on the people that, you know, you're, you're teaching and, it helps out a lot. And I wish more games implemented that in game rather uh, than having it be a secondary service on something that isn't even affiliated with the with with the game um by by any means. So I I also want to tag on to um the character, like being able to one character in multiple classes. Uh -huh. So uh I believe that it it works better in the game like Final Fantasy Fourteen because at in game this is a in my opinion, Final Fantasy XIV is the most heavy endgame MMO out there. And the reason mm -hmm. I say that is the game just pushes you right into it. If you're not paying attention, you won't even realize you're raiding. You just feel like you're playing right. more. Um, yeah, true. It, it just weans you into it. The whole time you're leveling up, you're doing like these really easy raids and a little bit more difficult, a little bit more mechanics, a little bit more complicated. And by the time you get to the end of the game, it doesn't feel like you're scared to go raid. Like, I don't know right. if I'm good enough. Like, by that point, you just kind of go right into it, so it has a everybody mm. raid. It's in some way. Maybe they just do primals, or maybe this or that. True. Like, they pick their favorite poison. But because of that, and because you can have multiple classes, what ends up happening is you'll, you'll find a group that you like, that you want to raid with, but you leveled up a tank. They already have an off tank, and they already have a main tank. In Final Fantasy XIV, all it's very you can cheat and you can make your own group and go in however you want but all the encounters kind of like world of warcraft were designed specifically to have two tanks two healers and four dps so yeah. you can cheat but it, you need to be way over geared or something mm -hmm. so because of that what people end up doing they're like well i love this group but I, they don't need a tank so no big deal i'll you know i'll, I'll power level through and get me a a, a max level of black mage because that's what this group needs and then you play your black mage just to raid or just to hang out with those people and you play your tank to do other things um with other people so it works out good for a game like that um yeah. where it's very like you have to do this that right. a game like uh ashes or pantheon where you can it's gonna be open world raiding there's gonna be so many ways it's not a lot it's not gonna be like there's gonna be one or two strategies to beat that raid boss there's gonna be People are just going to be making up stuff like, well, if you got this combination of group, you can do it this way. If you got this combination, you can do it that way. It's going to be much more freeform. So it doesn't necessarily need to have 
where you can just swap out all your class over and all that kind of thing mm -hmm. because it's more flexible at the end game, I believe. One compliment I do have for Final Fantasy, though, is that the mechanics make sense. True. I like Being the familiar with MMOs and stuff like that, I still went in there. Once I understood how ground effects actually operated, how it was, um, like, as long as I'm out of the pulsing circle before the circle goes away, I'm not going to take damage from it and stuff like that. Once I understood that, all the other mechanics in the game started to make sense a little bit more and more and more. When to hide, when to kill this ad, when to mm -hmm. um, up this item to progress and stuff like that, which I like a lot. It was super, like, it caught on really, really, really quick. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and you get to know all those little icons and what they mean. Like yeah. I see, the, I see the eyeball and I know look away. Like, he's right. about to stone me or something mm -hmm. if I... If I don't look away. Um, but what's really cool that I really like is as they've evolved over time and they've learned, like, everybody knows what this means, they'll toy with you in certain raids. So, like, <laughs> you get really good at, like, you see the circle, you get out of the way, circle's gone, you move back into position. So there's raids where, like, instead of it just doing an AoE during that moment, that's when the mass damage happens then the fire will still keep going. So like, oh, okay. like la -di -da, and you hop back in, you're standing in fire. You're like, oh, crap, yeah. they freaked me. So uh, <laughs> I like it. They, they do a good job with uh, yeah. keeping things fresh. Nice. Yeah, man. So I had a couple other points on the discussion uh, list for this week. Uh, they're not necessarily like, well, we'll, we'll start with the game-related one too. So the Elder Scrolls Six, right? I think that there was an announcement this week about that they essentially are going, yeah, we don't know where that's at or when it's going to be coming out now. Like, there was, like, no idea at this point. Like, they were even more just open-ended with it. And I... Dude, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I love Elder Scrolls games so much. I really do. Like, and with 6, I'm just going, uh... I mean, how long has it been since Skyrim? Like what? I don't follow oh. the only Elder Scrolls game I've ever played was on was Elder Scrolls on online, and I couldn't imagine oh. following that series now. It's been a decade. Many, yeah, it's turning Almost. into like a Call of Duty situation for me. Of just how many fucking games do you need? Well, they also uh, have their sci-fi. Uh, what's it called? Star. Something? Star Starfield or something like that. Yeah, I don't know Starfield what or whatever. Yeah. I have a feeling have a really big feeling that if we were to like get secret access and see exactly where they're at on Elder Scrolls 6, we would find literally nothing. I think that they're probably still trying to figure out a way to do an engine because they haven't mm -hmm. had to make a new engine because they've been using that same old one since freaking yeah, like, uh, Oblivion, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn. For every game. So they got to make a new engine. I bet you they don't have the... Um, I bet you their pride is too big to just say, screw it, we're just going to use Unreal, or screw it, we're going to use this engine or that engine. They feel like they have to do it in-house for their own integrity. Mm. But I wish they would get over that and just say, hey, look, we're not as good as we used to be. We don't have the same people on our staff as we used to have. Mm. And games have moved on without us at this point. Um, and, and we just need to suck it up and find an engine that will work for what we want to do. Um and do that actually I, i'm not sure actually which engine they use but maybe they should look into whatever engine Baldur's gate 3 is using yo i'm like uh, that one's on the agenda as a possibility that one's, 
that's the closest to a new Elder Scrolls I think we'll probably get for a really long time, just with the openness and doing what you want and having that freedom. Because so many games give us freedom now, it's hard for them. Like back then, even mm-hmm. at Skyrim's time, there wasn't enough of that medieval freedom kind of game. True. You're we still like mm-hmm. so cool. Now we're it's oh my god, there's a ton of them. So yeah, they need to take it next level. And I feel like Baldur's Gate is taking it next level. Like, god, yeah. dude, I uh. Yeah, someone was uh, Cheryl was saying in chat too, like the Nerevar Rising song from Skywind Project is incredible. There's been a lot of really cool spinoffs of like these Elder Scrolls games though. Like, uh, there's one. Oh man, there's like so many of them. There's one that's like Sky Oblivion, I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Where they're taking the Skyrim uh, engine, but then they're gonna like make Oblivion in it, which would be sick. Uh, so that's gonna be cool to see. Uh, there's just not, like not a lot of games. But speaking about movies, I'm just curious. You guys, Batman fans? I am. I'm you are. Oh, freak! Yeah, I like Batman. I Put try. that smirk away. What is I that? Try. I try. I mean, I, I try stick with my with my nerdy friends and <laughs> do my best to relate to them. And you know, they like Batman and Spider Man. I mean, the only thing that I care about is the fact that. Deadpool and Spider-Man are in an obvious relationship and I'm happy about that, but <laughs> when it comes to anything else outside of that, I I try. Are you saying you just want them to own it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I want them to fucking own it, man. Like, I'm sick of this shit. That's fair. <laughs> Look, owning your shit is not a weakness. It's a strength, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> Louder for the... <laughs> <laughs> hey but man you know this uh this new batman movie i was actually the people i remember some people were talking about like even my brother shaz man he's not here in chat right now but he is not a big fan of like those newer like the batman and the superman one and like the justice league i actually am like i've always liked more marvel characters in the marvel yeah, universe yeah. but but the ones in the dc universe i like are like i love them like they're really great characters and uh I've been a Batman fan for ages. I may or may not as a child have thought that maybe one day I could grow up to be Batman, the next Bruce Wayne. I'm, I may or may not have had sketches for my future outfit. I mean, I can't confirm or deny if that happened. It's a possibility. It's not too late. I don't know, man. We kind of getting there, homie. You know, you're like, hey, we're going to have to work on this whole rich part, you know, but you really, really well. gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to be richer. The older you get, the richer you got to be to, to make the better gadgets to pull it off. That's all. Yeah. It's, got, it's definitely got to be better than like transparent seats or like, uh, you know, jars and, and lights and things. So, you know, I don't think those are going to cut it, but what do you think about the new Batman that they, Wait, they've what? been showcasing? Huh? What? What freak? What? Never mind. Yep. Good. Rabbit good. Hole. Never mind. Rabbit hole. <laughs> it may or may not have totally been a spinoff of something you've said previously, but I digress. But the the new it's Robert Pattinson, I think, is that his name? He was yeah. in. Yeah. He's that's the Twilight guy. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Do yeah. not do it's that true. to Robert Pattinson. And right. Harry Potter. The first role. What was the first role? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Never I, hear, I hear somebody in the background. Is that That's Andy? <laughs> he got he got pissed. He heard that. that, he that Edric Diggory. Okay, to you. Off of- Twilight was a damn paycheck for that man. A good That's one. all it was, and I'm going to stand by that. Dude, that I actually I, I like this. Done it too. 
I like I this character. I like this character in uh, the Harry Potter stuff. He was that one character. He gets sadly. He what was you... in Harry Potter. I don't. Yeah, he's that. the he's the guy. There was the I forget which one it is, but it's the uh, one where they have the games or whatever, and yeah. like Voldemort's like basically trying fire. Goblet of Fire, yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. Like Harry's name gets put in it, yeah, and he ends up mm. uh, getting kind of pulled into it, and his his character is one of the ones there, uh, and they basically are like, yeah, but it, it was yeah. it was pretty good. It was like really traumatic, like or really bad ending in in terms of his character, but I think he played it well, uh, you know. And by the way, freak, I'm not knocking him. He actually looks like he's going to pull off the role for Batman in, well, in what they're the, going for. He really is. I just I stand up for him because of all the memes. Oh, because they're true, and they're like, if you refer to Robert Robert Pattinson as um and the HP no. Ed, as Edward, <laughs> that like you don't really know who he is and stuff like that, yeah. which is very true because he was fucking Cedric. That's who he is. What his original role was for me, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna gonna see it with him playing it. My favorite meme so far, the new Robert Patterson uh, meme was it said uh, some, it showed a picture of him. It said uh, the girls have already had him. Now it's the boys' turn. Oh man, I thought that's pretty good. It showed dude, I like too. that one. Yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, but the thing is, is people were talking like a lot of shit whenever uh, was it Ben Affleck was gonna play Batman, and they like remember that thing? It was like they put. Superman, Batman next to each other, like they were holding each other or something. I remember seeing these images on the internet, and he went in and he killed it. But I think it, yeah. I think it, I think it depends on what their goal is for, like what, like what theme they're wanting to give. Like, because there were different like comic books too that had thematically kind of a different approach to the character, sure. and some were darker and grittier, and some were just more like, haha, Batman, pop, yeah. pow, bam, you know. One thing about that whole universe is just that you have your actor that played that hero. Like for me, Catwoman is Halle Berry all the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's Catwoman for me. True. Um, I agree. And the same thing for like Batman and Spider-Man and all those other movies they came out with. You have your specific actor that you've related to that hero. And it's very hard to break away and picturing somebody else play that role because the previous one did it so well better than, than the last and or vice versa the new one sucked and the previous one was good so that movie sucked for you but but yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be taken on i think in this movie he's i'm totally nerding out about this because he's it's more of like that grittier like yeah. i love what ben affleck did like he's probably my favorite one so far but i think robert pattinson is actually going to be like aside to that like right next to him because they go for something thematically different i think this one is gonna be like just really kind of dark and like that more detective side of batman that we haven't seen but you know what do you know which superhero or or which character in in the marvel universe that is one of my favorites that i still don't like freaking saying feel like i i have like the face for it is spider-man I think that they've been good. Some of those have been good, but I don't think anybody's really knocked it out of the park for me yet. Like, not even close. I go yeah. back to the Amazing Spider-Man stuff from, like, Carnage when and Venom. When mm-hmm. you say Spider-Man, it's Tom Holland all, all the way. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. as a self-diagnosed homosexual male, I have to say that Tom Holland steals Spider-Man for me, and that is the... 
only Man. person that can play that role ever again because it was perfect. <laughs> Does anybody else just want to see a maximum carnage Spider-Man Venom and Carnage and just just get to it, shall we? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I'm They're ready. ready it, right? Dude, I, I think that isn't like the second Venom supposed to be half Carnage in it? Yeah. I right? So, yeah. But but it's probably not going to have like Spider-Man stuff. It's probably not going to be it's too many uh yeah, I'm nerding out about this. I'm like, there's there's one. Wh- oh, okay. Final question. This is going to be our last one before we wind this down for today. Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. I'm looking forward to the to the second Breath of the Wild game. I recently went through and watched a really great YouTube video explaining the different games and everything. And I didn't realize up until recently that there, there became split realities all because of the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that was a thing, but a Zelda movie, Legend of Zelda movie, yay or nay or why? If you if you care about Zelda, yay. Why? But and, and yay and why is because Zelda was a thing during my beginning of MMO playing, like when I finally was old enough to play MMOs on a computer. So I've never actually played Zelda games all the way through. I've never owned like in a like I mean I like the Game Boy that I had I was playing Pokemon on and stuff like that but like I've never had the opportunity or the desire really to play Zelda games. So with how big Zelda is in like the fantasy community, I'd be really interested in seeing a video to kind of sum up that that's that storyline for me because now I'm not going to sit through and play back through it. I I'm not going to, but so I'm a big fan of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, named my daughter after the fairy from Legend of Zelda Ocarina oh, of Time. Um, tattoos. My wife has tattoos. Made her a fan. It was like a requirement uh, to, uh, to to uh, be with me in any extended amount of times. You have to you have to at least accept that it's awesome. Um, so I have to say that I do not have trust with anybody in, on this planet alive right now to make it appropriately and the reason i say that is a movie's only an hour and a half it would have to be a series it would have to be high production and a series not movies i think if the, a very high production series i would be more excited about than a movie an hour and a half and we're going to go from link learning who he is and what it all means and all the way to to Ganon? No, not in an hour and a half. That's lame. There's no way you can build up the kind of tension and the kind of epicness you need in an hour and a half or even two hours. It's not enough time. Um, and then if they try to be like, we'll make it three movies, and the first movie at the end, well, that's going to be boring. Then you're going to lose fans. So mm, a series tricky. where he just starts out off. as a kid or a young adult and doesn't realize any of it and it builds into it. So I, I agree with you on that front. Like if they made it a like a Netflix original one hour episodes. High quality. Right. High quality outlining everything. Because they did the same. Um, it's obviously not relatable to any game, but that uh, series on Netflix called Cursed. Oh, yeah. That drew me in. Like dude. Crazy. Dude, and I'm curious. I didn't think it mm. would. But if they did something like that for Zelda, I think would really cater to what you're talking about of the high production series and they cannot make it a story where it's like oh it takes place in the common day like 
in our world. No, if they do that, I'm not even gonna watch it. I will, I will spend my life protesting it if they do that. You know, like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, whatever. They always do that where they're like, well, "We'll put it in the real world. That'll be cool." No, it's not. No, it's not cool. It's lame. It's like I the one most generic thing to do. Yeah, I have one question before we end everything. Yes. Let me ask it. Okay, so pre-show last episode, we were talking about a box that Nathan got to play with his family on game night. Did that happen? And if it did, how did it it go? It happened, and then it was supposed to just be we were going to try it out. So at first, I actually, I don't remember if I told you guys I was going to do this or if I even thought of it. I made a small little dungeon with like, I think five rooms, right? Yeah. And I was like, we'll just start it, you know, nothing with no equipment or anything. And I can learn to be a DM. We'll learn the rules and they can learn how to play because they've never played. Dude, it was the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. They were PvP in each other. My, they picked up my son and threw him in the water, which he didn't know there was a giant snake in, and he almost got killed. He got down to one hit point at one point because they threw him in the water with the giant snake. They didn't. I forgot to tell him. I told him there was a door. But I didn't tell him there was a handle on the door. So they they just assumed they had to bash it down. So they were like, they didn't want to wear down their weapons. So they were like using like. My, once again, my son's head to bash it open, and like he was taking damage on the door. Um, and then they got in a fight over a treasure chest. Um, and they checked family they kept, game night prime they, time. That's what yeah. it was. That needed to be it was awesome, dude. For the world we to were see. screaming, it was insane. But the funniest thing was they checked for traps everywhere, right? And there was no traps, right? There wasn't a single trap. Well, actually, there was one that was super obvious because I didn't want them to, you know, uh, yeah, but they checked for traps everywhere except. But when they got towards the end of the dungeon, there was a, a very obvious treasure chest like behind some wood things where you could obviously see it. That was the only time they just got so excited about treasure that they fought over who was going to open it, and um, <laughs> they didn't even check for traps. And that was the you know that was the only part where there actually wasn't one. It, it was awesome, dude. It was That's cool. Awesome. Then, then we started the real adventure the very next day. <clears throat> Every day they hound me to do more, dude. That's awesome. I can tell you where episode fourteen is going to go. Story time. We're going to we're going to dig into some of the best stories. There are so many good stories in games, in movies, in comics, and sometimes the ones you tell each other. So we're going to pick up next week same well, same old time, same old place right here 5 p.m. CDT. Remember that you can call in. We've had a couple callers over on the Ashes Pathfinders podcast. Remember you can catch that 5 p.m. CDT Sundays this channel, same place as always. Keep in mind, you can catch this show and the other one on iTunes, Spotify, all the places. The links are in the description. Uh, you can follow this show, Twitter, at the LFM show. You can send us a message uh, in the mailbag on our Google Mail at um, the LFM show at gmail.com. And of course, catch us here live. Let my fellow party members do their sign off. We'll go with the Nathan Napalm. Where can they find you, friend? Uh, on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com, the Nathan Napalm, uh, mostly Pantheon, old school MMOs, and currently New World content. Fantastic. And the uh, Total Freak. Total hey. Freak. What up? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitch uh, tonight, actually, starting at uh, midnight Eastern time tonight, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But we'll be playing some Final Fantasy again, experiencing hey. that uh, whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be hanging out because I'll be working on asheshq.com, which is this close to being launched. I've been working really hard on it. And remember, if you'd like to join us on the show as a fellow party member, we're always looking for more. That's our show, friends. We will catch you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Take care, all. Oh, I also want to mention that if you're on Discord and you're wondering why Total Freak's name is in pink, it's because he wanted the Big Daddy roll. That's all I've got. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Big Daddy Freak out.